Welcome back to History List. Hernán Cortés was not a particularly remarkable person. He grew up in a village in Spain, and by 16 had accomplished a little studying. In 1504, at the age of 18, he went to be a colonist of Hispaniola. From there, he became an important figure in the subjugation of Cuba, and obtained a large estate manned by enslaved native peoples. He remained in Cuba for a number of years before he went on Spain's third expedition to Mexico in 1519. Moctezuma II was around 36 years old when he became emperor of the Aztec Empire. Ruling from the magnificent capital in Tenochtitlan, in the heart of modern-day Mexico City, the empire was at its height during his reign, having grown in 200 years from an insignificant territory on the swampy banks of Lake Texcoco to a tributary state that stretched from the modern border of Guatemala in Chiapas to the south, north to San Luis Potosi, and from the Caribbean to the Pacific. Tenochtitlan was a marvel. Built in the middle of the lake, the city had grown with the floating fields for agriculture, the Chinampas. It was connected to the mainland by massive causeways. The central plaza was magnificent, with twin temples made of stone rising some 200 feet into the sky. Palaces, gardens. It was a remarkable city with some 140,000 inhabitants. The story of its founding is still seen on the flag of Mexico to this day. By 1519, when Cortes arrived in Mexico, Moctezuma II had ruled the Aztecs for nearly two decades. Like all Aztec emperors, he had both a religious and military authority, and had weathered famines and significant wars. Cortes allied himself with the Tlaxcalteca, whom the Aztecs had fought under Moctezuma's reign. With these local allies, Cortes began heading for the capital. The two men actually met each other on one of the causeways on November 8, 1519, and exchanged gifts. We don't know what they spoke to each other. The interpreter, however, was a native woman, and the mother of Cortes's son. Known as Malinche, her son, Martin, was one of the first mestizos, both native and European, whose birth marks an important opening chapter in the complicated racial politics of Latin America. Cortez's meeting with Moctezuma and the rich gifts he'd been given led to his desire to conquer, to become the Moro Conquistador. He was invited into the capital city. This would prove a terrible mistake on Moctezuma's part, as the Spaniards turned from guests to hostage-takers. Using the Aztec emperor as a puppet, Cortes began to rule the city, with the aid of his military superiority and the local groups who had resisted Aztec domination for decades. Within the city, the people saw that Moctezuma was no longer in charge. Cortes had actually left Tenochtitlan to put down a rival Spanish expedition when the massacre began, sparing Moctezuma but gutting the nobility. On either June 29th or July 1st of 1520, Moctezuma was forced outside of the palace to address the crowd where he was killed when a member of the crowd struck him with a flying rock. 
Cortez's fragile grip on power had ended, and he fled, losing nearly a thousand men. But he regrouped and fatefully returned. He built ships on the banks of Lake Texcoco, and between May and August of 1521, he came to defeat the capital city. Hundreds of Spanish and tens of thousands of their native allies died in the fighting. The Aztecs are estimated to have lost around 100,000 in direct combat, and many more civilians and prisoners. By the age of 36, Cortes had conquered the Aztecs, the same age Moctezuma had begun his rule. For the next three years, Cortes governed the city. He leveled the great temples, and Mexico City, in its modern form, began to emerge. His accounts of his successful invasion were used as a playbook by later conquistadors, such as when Francisco Pizarro conquered the Incas. Cortes settled in Mexico, in Cuernavaca, now with a Spanish wife, and encouraged the Franciscans to begin converting the local population to Christianity. He also led an expedition to Honduras during this period. By the end of the decade, Cortes had gone to Spain and returned a titled nobleman. Despite owning multiple silver mines in the region, he ended up dying in debt at the age of 62 in Spain. The Spanish crown never seemed to fully recognize just how important the man of unremarkable birth had been to world history. From Mexico to Afghanistan, we travel to the far side of the globe to examine a different conqueror with an equally complex and fateful legacy. Next time on History List. <laughs>